Welcome back, guys. This episode, we're continuing our testimony series. Today, we are interviewing Elijah Purcell. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Molly, and we're here interviewing... Yep, yep, yep. Introduce (laughs) yourself, Molly. And we're here um, interviewing Elijah, and we're going to hear about his testimony today. So how are you doing today, Elijah? I'm doing well. I'm so glad you're doing well. All right, um, so the first question, what brought you to the Lord? I got saved when I was seven, and mm-hmm. I had just grown up in, in the church, and my parents raised me as a Christian, and um, my parents were just discussing the idea of the uh, sacrifice on the cross, mm-hmm. and I think I, to whatever degree I was able to at seven years old, I just understood what that meant, and then I asked to be saved, so... Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It, it's it's a special thing to see young kids be able to come to the Lord. Like whether like a lot of people disagree whether they know what their decision is making, but they know enough to be like, Jesus died for my sins, or Jesus died, He rose again. That's enough for me to believe in Him and for me to give my life to Him. Um, but yeah, I think it's a special thing to see kids uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, is there a specific memory that you can vividly remember where the Lord was present in your life? I think I've been blessed to be able to remember the Lord being very, like, prominently present in, in most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think, I think that I matured a lot spiritually in that way when I moved two years ago up mm-hmm. here to Virginia. Um, he was very present and it was there's a lot I was struggling with with the move, but I think in all of those questions, I still was very aware that he was present mm-hmm. and and more recently, with the move that's about to happen back to Georgia, he just feels like he's very present in that mm-hmm. decision mm-hmm. yeah, I think um yeah that is that i remember you telling me a story um of last summer i don't know if you want to share this or not but like you said you last summer you said you were having like a lot of anxiety so coming into the school year you're telling me this you're sending you a lot of anxiety and then you went to a camp Mm -hmm. and you experienced just something where your anxiety was taken away um can you explain a little bit more about um yeah absolutely that was that was one camp that happens in georgia and we go every year uh during the summer and I had just gotten, um, I just gotten prayer over my anxiety. It took about half the week for me to build up the courage to talk to someone. But I just mm-hmm. went to a counselor um, at the end of worship, and he just prayed with me. Um, mm. Worship is late; it's like until ten thirty. But we were like in the sanctuary; they just kind of like kept the lights on for us until like midnight, and we just kind of sat in there and just prayed and talked. And, That's um, amazing. Yeah, was, there was a lot of healing that went on in that moment, and God was definitely very yeah. present. That was very freeing, and yeah. I've actually just been free of that sense, which has been incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. That is an amazing experience and testimony. But yeah. yeah. Um, how has your testimony and experience of the Lord changed your ways of thinking, or like your outlook on general life? I think that that is hard to say that because I don't have so much of a contrast because I grew up in the church so much. Mm. Um, But I think as I have matured... Sorry, we had a little interruption there yet again. (laughs) But um, uh, where were we? You were in the middle of us 
in the middle of telling us about how the Lord has changed your life. Yeah, uh, how my like my way of thinking. I yes, think, yes, was, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I I think a lot of trust was built out of my experiences, and that was difficult for me because I was always very inclined to be independent and try to mm. solve things myself because God gifted me in a lot of ways. So a lot of times it felt like I was responsible to do those things fully yeah. independent. And I think that having some more difficult experiences or struggles made made me realize that it's okay to just be uh, be in in God's word and, and with him and not have to like bear all of that myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you kind of touched on a little bit on it, but the next question is, uh, was it hard for you to change your ways? It, it was, it was hard and easy in, mm-hmm. in the way that I, I wanted to, I, I, it was never a difficult thing that I, I didn't want to do. It was never, you know, Mm-hmm. A, like a like a faith switch kind of situation that some other people experience, but it was difficult in the way that I think that it was hard to let go of control for a while is mm-hmm. really what mm-hmm. I what I primarily struggled with, mm-hmm. and then um, it was hard to like try to see myself in a positive light. I definitely struggled with how I viewed myself for a long time. I still do, but but um, trying to mature in those ways and and be able to to mm-hmm. see myself how God sees me and, and then to give that control to him and let him yeah. have the wheel sometimes. Yeah. Like what you were saying, you said you still do. I think that's exactly this question. Like, it's not like a, it wasn't like a switch. Like, it's not like, okay, no. let me change everything mm-hmm. I do now. It's I like, wish. still, like it's that, still, that's still almost trying. how the, the, the prayer at the, at the um, summer camp felt, which was really a special experience where it was just like a switch where like that night I just didn't have anxiety like yeah it before it had been like a thing where it was like I would lose several hours of sleep over it mm. and I just kind of like went to bed it was just like it was just a switch for that which was incredible but <laughs> definitely not how that normally happens right. and um so like for a long time I've struggled with like body dysmorphia or like mm. you know I you know <clears throat> what I think about like my face or like my voice or like how I you know, yeah whatever just like everything where it's just you know mm-hmm. I struggle to see myself positively a lot of the time um so I think that it's a slow process a lot of the times I think it's mainly a trust faith-based process yeah that you just keep believing and listening and and learning more yeah 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 well thank you for sharing that <clears throat> that's the end of our first section of questions Girl. This past weekend we celebrated our homecoming. It was an amazing night and I just want to shout out all the amazing teachers and admin that helped make the night go on. Alright, welcome back guys. We're here for the second section of questions. Um you've already you've kind of already like um covered this question, um, but I was wondering if you had any more specific, but do you have any friends or mentors that have helped you a lot um, throughout your relationship with God? I've definitely had a lot of people, which mm-hmm. has been great. I think what hurt most about about the move I was talking about earlier yeah. to Virginia was that I lost those people. Mm-hmm. And then that, that kind of forced me to be alone with God. So that was, you know, for the better in the long run. But like in the moment, that was 
what hurt. Right. Um, I grew up uh, for for a little bit with my parents, but then our whole family moved in with my grandparents on mm. my mom's side, mm-hmm. and they are like just incredible, and yeah. they're just like this perfect example of like a godly marriage and mm-hmm. my grandfather's very smart and wise and he's um he he is very into like apologetics and theology and right. so he got me into that and yeah. he's kind of the reason I ever started like studying more mm. um intentionally or yeah. like in depth <clears throat> and I think that he's responsible for a lot of that yeah yeah um okay um where do you think you'd be today if the lord didn't change your life I think if I had never gotten saved, it would probably be pretty bad. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> I feel like that's anyone's would, ever no, answer yeah, to no. all, that question. And and God blessed me with all kinds of great things that I can, I had no control over, like mm-hmm. just like genetically and all the things. So uh, there's I think there's lots of potential to to do well, but equally like lots of potential there. <laughs> to probably not do well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think I asked that question mainly just to um I mean for you to answer it, but also like for to like give the um person like the interviewee or person whatever you um like something to leave with like when you leave this podcast to be like, hey like if I didn't get saved, where would my life be now? Yeah. And since I did get saved, look at all these amazing things mm-hmm. that's happened to me. Um so I think that's the main reason I asked that question. Um, but yeah. how has your journey been, like, with the Lord? Uh, it's, been, it's been good in a lot of ways. It's been difficult in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my parents until uh, I only went to school fourth grade. I was homeschooled through third grade. Mm. Um, so I think that was a lot of time that I got that was really valuable where yeah. I could just kind of, like, like build a a foundation of faith um, without much influence and then I went to uh, Cornerstone which is a private Christian school Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a good place that was it was a safe place and so I just kind of went to I just kind of went to school and to church and so all of my communities were very uh, heavily Christian Mm -hmm. so it it was all it was all safe uh, so where like I didn't have to deal with hard stuff yeah. And that was good in the way that I could build a faith, but it was also not where I needed to be because, well, it was where I needed to be then, but like, mm-hmm. it's not where I need to be now because I recognized that like, I was not being challenged mm. anymore mm. because yeah. it, was, it was just such a safe situation. But then when I moved, um, I really started to get challenged with a lot of things that would take yeah. a long time to talk about. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, yeah, I think that that's an important thing to point out is that it's great to have those safe like mm-hmm. communities that you have like like how you had with your family and then your church and then the school you went to but it's also like even even in those like you're still able to have hardships like you still go to a christian school now you still go to a church yeah. you still have that safe thing but you're still struggling mh. with things like just because you're christian and just because you go to no it definitely christian doesn't school. make it easy right right right, right. Like, um but i think that i'm thankful that you grew up in an amazing safe community i'm thankful that you grew up i'm thankful that you grew up um yeah it truly is an amazing thing that you're able to grow up (laughs) no but like to grow up in a christian in a christian environment where you felt safe to 
grow strong in your faith. Um, and I'm thankful that the Lord has brought you here. Yeah. Okay, your final question. <laughs> Sorry, that was so aggressive. Final question. Your final question. Yes, before you die. Uh, and move to Georgia. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is your best advice to people who are still deciding to give their life to the Lord? Well, as someone who's already decided, obviously, my opinion is that you should. But, <laughs> no way! <laughs> well, really? That's crazy. But would never have thought that. <laughs> I, w- so I would say to just really put in the effort to, to look into the de- decision. Like... Mm-hmm. Like for me as a child, I guess it wasn't as thorough of a of a thinking process. But even mm-hmm. as I've been older, I still, of course, think about it all the time because of my like apologetics theology mm-hmm. background. But um, I think that it's really important to just look at like the the evidence around it and mm-hmm. like the results of it. And yeah. I mean, there's any number of ways you can get a, get there with your faith, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of needs a different approach like I'm personally very like like I'm a numbers guy and like, yeah. I see things yeah. black and white and logical and look like, for the facts yeah like so like for me it was like it was this it was is... it was enough to get just like a like a, right. a proof that he existed yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. but like some people are like a lot more emotion space where mm-hmm. it's like they can hear all kinds of facts and it's yeah. just right over their yeah, head because no. it doesn't they don't really care that but much. once they but encounter yeah him. if they had an encounter yeah it's, so it's it's really very personalized I think in that way but I think that you can you can find him if you look just yeah. if you just put in the effort to look in any way I think that that he'll meet you there yeah yeah just take that first step ask that first question because that opens the door for him to answer mm-hmm. yeah um well thank you for being here with us and thank you for of being course. an amazing friend to us this past year two years year and a half it's about two years yeah two years yeah okay well Thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. Bye, Elijah. Bye. Thank you for listening to Jesus is King podcast. We will be posting every other Wednesday for the rest of the year. You can listen on Spotify or Apple Music. Catch you later in the next episode.